Blog Talk Radio. Commissioner Joey Britt, everybody said that this was going to be a night to change the face of the ASWF, and change the face it did in a lot of aspects. You know, we have new tag team champions. Uh, The ASWF championship has a number one contender. We'll get into all that here in a little bit, but right off the top, we got to go to them. It's contractual, ladies and gentlemen, but unfortunately, as sick as this makes me feel, in the pit of my stomach, we've got to go to the co-commissioner who's holding on the line. And co-commissioner, Mr. 99%, are you with us? I'm absolutely here. Well, Mr. 99%, I'm going to go ahead and start us off here. I want to ask you, as the voice, seemingly you failed in your mission July 28th to take over ASWF as you laid it out. Uh, I mean, how how does it feel? What's the story going forward for you now that you have failed in that mission? Well, (laughs) 
I don't know if I would call it a failure because I'm sitting back enjoying myself, actually. Um, One of the worst things that could have ever happened to the ASWF is giving me an entire month, especially with the light at the end of the tunnel that was uh, opened up, shall we say, on July 28th at Fight for Freedom. And uh, to be honest with you, um, I'll let you in on just a little bit of that light. See, the the light at the end of the tunnel was that we really didn't lose. A miscalculation is the only reason why Joey Britt will have a job September 1st moving forward. A miscalculation. Sometimes it happens. But everything else fell well, into place now, didn't uh, I mean, you could definitely call it that, Brad, but I believe our uh, co-host here is uh, wanting to ask you a question that's really on everybody's mind, the shock of the night uh, heading into uh, or coming out of ASWF Fight for Freedom. Cody, go ahead. Well, it, Brad, it's it's always been said to keep your friends close and your enemies a lot closer. So, uh, given the events that that occurred at Fight for Freedom, would it be safe to say that this was a plan all along? And you're going to have to elaborate on that, Cody. Um, there's always a plan in place with me. Is it the plan that y'all want to manifest? Let me guess. In fact, let me cut you off right there. Let me guess. Let me guess that you're going to try to insinuate that uh, the plan all along was for me to say what I said about the infamous one and and, uh, have everybody thinking that he was mad at me when in in all aspects he wasn't, that we were working together. Is that what you're going to ask me? Uh, Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, was everything that occurred part of the plan from the from the Mark Wolf putting Double J through the table to the to the neck brace? Everything that occurred that night, the night of Fight for Freedom, has that all been just some part of one big grand design uh, from you and Double J? You know, I bet you that there's fans and, and, and maybe a few of you guys listening that that are already expecting me to say, yes, it was. But in truth, it was not. You see, what I said about the infamous one was 100% correct. It was 100% fact. And it was 100% true. The thing is, is that me and the infamous one have run the roads together for several years, and we have accomplished quite a bit. But I noticed there was always that side of him, that, that good side of the infamous one that I had to find and I had to choke the life out of. I had to educate him. It's called tough love, you see. He'll explain 
that aspect of it and why he chose to do what he did on his own time and on his own terms. I will not speak for the infamous one. But the table and everything leading up to that, I can assure you, as far as the infamous one goes, had nothing to do with them divine creation, some kind of plan that you guys want to make it out to be. As far as the interference from any other outside source, had nothing to do with that either. You know, we see on the video, Deadly Dale come out and deliver his ultimate finish towards Cataclysm. (laughs) I had nothing to do with that. That had everything to do, just like the video on Facebook shows, of how the Manai turned their back on Deadly Dale. See, there's a lot of things that that you fans and that you guys don't understand that goes on. And it's like the old saying goes, for every action, there is an equal, equal and opposite reaction. I've been saying that for months. So to answer your question, absolutely not. Was that any part of the plan? But I had so a I'm three, three guys. Answering his question, Brad, you kind of brought another question up. You know, you brought up Deadly Dale, and you said you had nothing to do with that. But that begs the question: Deadly Dale doesn't act. Deadly, it, it feels like somebody put him up to that. It feels like somebody was there egging it on, egging this newfound anger on and all of that. Did you have a conversation with Dale and tell him, hey, remember what happened with the Manai and egg this behavior on? I I didn't have to have a conversation with him. You know, Deadly Dale runs the roads in a lot of indie promotions. And he follows social media religiously. And, you know, he sees it. It's out there for the whole world to see. We'll show you the way. I am your Savior. Thing is, is Cataclysm turned his back on Deadly Dale. I didn't have to go to Deadly Dale. Deadly Dale's not stupid. I didn't have to say, hey, by the way, you do know that he screwed you over. I didn't have to say that. He knew that. And then his newfound Manai members, Hypnotic, Will Cage. Really? You try to tell me that I had to do anything? I didn't have to do anything. See, the blood is on everybody else's hands, not mine. I assembled three guys that I was very, very confident that they could get the job done. And let's be honest. Go back and watch. There's a couple of things that are a little bit shady over there on Team ASWF side, like maybe a three count that was blatantly stopped, giving enough time for rest or an ejection here or there. My guys had it had it easily. I just was the benefactor that I guess the sins of the past came to revisit the the present. So with that being said, I guess it's safe to assume that the deadliest player in the game himself has maybe gone rogue. 
I don't know if I would say that the deadliest player in the game hasn't been rogue from the start. I mean, he does what he wants to do and when he wants to do it. And I haven't met anyone yet, minus Cataclysm, (laughs) that wants to get in his way. Well, I mean, uh, as far as, as as Deadly Dale goes, I mean, uh, how do you think the psychotic savior himself, Cataclysm, how do you think he's going to respond to that attack uh, from Deadly Dale? Or much less, not only the psychotic savior himself, but the rest of the Manai. Or the ASWF locker room, for that matter. Well, as talented and as great as that entire roster is, speaking aside from Cataclysm, I would say that if they were smart, they would allow him to pursue his target. As far as Cataclysm goes, I believe that's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, while making the rounds late night in my office, I saw a video. I guess the psychotic savior has found a new obsession amongst the candlelight, if you uh, catch my drift. And that's viewable at Cataclysm's page. I would encourage everyone to go over there. Because it may just be the last words you ever hear uttered from the psychotic savior. Because I'm telling you right now, as good as he is, as vicious as he can be, and as just out there as Cataclysm is, Deadly Dale's been there, done that, and wrote the book three times over on hardcore and psychotic behavior. I'm just telling you right now. It's fair warning. Fair warning to anyone and everybody that wants to get in his way. I had nothing to do with that. I didn't have to encourage him to do that. Again, I was just the benefactor of uh, a good a good deal, I guess they would say, in a poker hand. I caught the river at the right time. So you never had any conversation with Dale. You didn't spurn this action along by having by you know, poking the beast, so to speak, and being like, hey, remember, remember, I'm giving you away. No, absolutely not. Just like I do not control the lightning and the thunder and the storm clouds that are rolling in as we speak, I have no control over that. And I have not persuaded him in any form or fashion. You know, like I said, I went to Max Stone, I went to AD Scott, I went to Mark Wolf, and I said, hey, guys, this is what I need, this is what I want, and this is how we can accomplish that. Sure enough, they got on board. And, you know, the fact is is that I didn't need anybody else, honestly. Now, things broke down a little bit there towards the end, and again, I was the benefactor of, of, of having the right, you know, being in the right place at the right time, but again, I can assure you, now I know that on a lot of people's minds that that um, my word's not worth much, but I can assure you, with every being that I am, I had nothing to do with it, absolutely not. 
So then this begs my question, and I know you, you're short on time being the commissioner and everything, but this begs my next question. Is there any sort, at least from the ASWF traditional side, that is, uh, you know, formulating maybe some sort of punishment for Dale for his actions and basically changing the outcome of this matchup? You know, <laughs> I don't think there's much you can do to Deadly Dale. I don't think there's much you want to do to Deadly Dale. And to be honest with you, the smartest thing that the traditionalists at ASWF could do is stay out of the way. Because like I told you, you've given me a month. A month. Might as well have been a year. Because I have been able to formulate my next move. And I'm going to tell you right now. It's going to be even bigger <laughs> and better than what I had planned at Fight for Freedom. So, Brad, then I've got to ask. <clears throat> you know, that begs the question. Obviously, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't ask. What's your plan? What's the next move for Mr. 99%? <laughs> <laughs> what is the next move for Mr. 99%? How about this? <laughs> How about I detail every single thing that I'm going to do, move by move, minute by minute, second by second? Why, why don't I just give you the blueprint <laughs> and tell you how to stop it so that I can see if you could stop it? That's not very intelligent now, is it? Not by any stretch of the imagination. That's not intelligent by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do and what I'm not going to do. I'm just going to generalize what the outcome could and will be. And you'll find that out very soon. Because on September the 1st, inside the Valiant Arena, I will be there. And I've got a few words that uh, I'd like to say to the owner and the other commissioner, the co-commissioner, Joey Britt. Because, you know, this isn't done. This isn't over by any stretch of the imagination. I can assure you that. But to answer your question, no. I'm not telling you anything more than just be ready be prepared and you might want to dig up the classifieds if I'm going to tell you. Well, I certainly shudder to think of any sort of interaction between you and Joey and the owner of the ASWF, Rock and Ricky Rowland, because they never turn out well so to speak. Uh, Cody, before we let the co-commissioner go, do you have anything else for him? Well, not that I, not that I can think of right off the top of my head. I mean, a lot of our questions have been answered, you know, was, was this a grand plan for him and, 
and uh, Double J to uh, for the things to go the way they did, and uh, was Deadly Dale a part of it? And I think those were the the big points we we needed to get to. Uh, as as co commissioner, I'm pretty sure that Bad Brad himself, Mister Ninety Nine Percent, is a busy man. So I don't I I don't have any questions to hold him up any longer. You, Michael? Absolutely not, co commissioner. I certainly wish you uh, the best. Let me let me cut you off right there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't do your due diligence. Neither one of you. So why you're even on ASWF Aftermath is a mystery to me. But that's not my baby, and I'm not putting that to bed. But what I am going to say is that the ASWF has been forewarned of what's fixing to happen. If you go back and you look, there's been videos dropped. I'm just going to put this out there. There, There is a new movement headed to the ASWF in the form of the infamous Incorporated. And that's all I'm going to say. You people <laughs> have fun and enjoy your moments in the ASWF. Well, I certainly do the co-commissioner for coming on his words definitely ringing a little bit in my ears though Cody it's a little bit scary anytime the co-commissioner comes on and speaks like he does you know in these generalizations because as much as I hate to give it to him you know bad Brad doesn't speak he doesn't speak without knowing or for Uh, He doesn't speak without thinking. He knows what he's going to do. And quite a bit of time, he actually gets it, and he gets to accomplish what he wants. I believe, actually, this past at Fight for Freedom, I believe that was actually one of the few times where he didn't get all of what he wanted, even though, you know, to hear him speak, whether you want to call it uh, propaganda or not, you know, he, he... still managed to get at least part of what he wanted. Oh, yeah, and I mean, you never know with Bad Brad. Um, as, as a fan, it's almost as he, as if anything he speaks is somewhat cryptic, but the thing about it is he's always held the cards right here in front of our faces, and we've just seemed to have looked past it. Uh, there's been He's, you know, he's left clues that he's wanted to take the company over. But now that he's pretty much said that him and Double J and Deadly Dale weren't working together, it's, we can only, one could only guess why Double J and Deadly Dale did what they did. If they're not working with Bad Brad, who was it? Right, and I mean, that's scarier to think whose mind in the ASWF he could have poisoned. You know, he has access to the whole roster. 
who else could he have poisoned and brought into this fold of, uh, you know, that he has? It, it's just, it's a scary thought, and it's getting to the point where you have to look over your shoulder at everybody. Exactly. I mean, uh, that's one of those situations where if if all of this is happening, we all we all gotta watch our backs. I mean, especially. I mean, I'm a fan. Uh, I'm worried about what's ha- going to happen in the ASWF locker room. Those that were speaking out against Bad Brad before the show, now that he's still commissioner, will they face any repercussions because of what they said? Given they had faith in the Manai. And I mean, even you yourself, as the voice of ASWF, you've got to watch your back because the the way Bad Brad's making it seem, it's not. He's become obsessed with the systematic destruction of ASWF. Whether he wants right. to take he it over, to, he wants to completely destroy the ASWF and. Almost like a dictator in a communist country, he wants to rebuild it in his image, so to speak. All right. I mean, yeah, and it is it's definitely concerning, even for the whole roster, even as the fans, because if Brad destroys ASWF and rebuilds it in his image – then what's going to happen to the company? I mean, but that being said, he's only half the owner, or he's only half commissioner. He's co-commissioner of the company. So some of the decisions he can make, but there are some that the whole company has to agree on. Am I am I right? Absolutely. That's one great thing and one saving grace about what happened July 28th is even though there wasn't a clear decisive victor they were able to keep Brad from having absolute veto power so to speak or having absolute power over the ASWF he still has to check with you know his other co-commissioner Joey Britt and the owner of the company Rock and Ricky Rowland well um, I mean, that, I mean, we've got there's so many questions that are still that still need to be answered. Uh, the big question is is now that we know that uh, Double J acted on his own accord, according to Bad Brad. Uh, the question on everybody's mind is for right now is why Double J? Why? Why, Absolutely. And why did you give us all hope and then all of a sudden take it away from us? Pull the wool over our head, if you will. Absolutely. I mean, if you remember going back a few years, back in the NWA uh, Wrestling for Life before that event, the infamous one, he, even though, you know, we didn't agree with his tactics, he still, you know, he – you could have cut his arm, and he bled ASWF out of his veins, and you never would have expected him to turn his back on the company that we all thought he loved. It's 
honestly, I, I'm still shook over this. I, I, I don't understand it. I never would have thought that the infamous one would turn his back on the ASWF. Not just the fans, he's done that, but the ASWF as an organization. He's always had the ASWF's back. Exactly. I mean, I've I've sent a few interns out trying to get a hold of them, and hopefully before we get off the air tonight, we'll be able to get the answer to why, and we'll be able to talk with them. But, I mean, right now, nobody's heard from him since that night. You know, he's kind of been – He's kind of been, you know, except for these crazy videos, silent. Well, speaking of silences, I mean, that brings me on to the next subject. There there was a hellacious street fight at Fight for Freedom between Asa Morta and the Suicide King Ray Ray. Now, it is rumored that there's been several people trying to get a hold of Ray Ray Get some comments about his victory or, or whether or not this war he seems to have with Asa Morta is over or is it going to be over unless he says it's over. And, I mean, nobody has seen or spoke to him since. And, I mean, you know, you've got to know on all of this, and, and you, you have a little more. You, you speak to the, to the commissioners, and you sit in on some of these board meetings, I know. Uh, have you all heard anything from them? Well, that's the thing. I mean, in these board meetings we've had, nobody, absolutely nobody, we've all efforted to try to get in touch with the Suicide King. He's the ASWF Evolution Champion. He's got promotional appearances to make. He's got all these things, but nobody can get a hold of him to do these things as champion. Nobody's been able to – I have not seen Ray – since he walked through the curtain with the Evolution title, Ray has completely gone silent. He hasn't said a word. And honestly, the frame of mind he was in when he left Fight for Freedom, it it scares me even more than it was beforehand. And trust me, I was terrified of the Suicide King beforehand. But... I don't – I've never seen this before, and I'm I'm just not sure how, what to make of it, to be honest with you, Cody. Um, I mean, I'm not – I'm not quite sure either. Um, I mean, it was – it was a fight, and I mean, you know what it says? You know, it's said uh, from him several times, you, you've got to kill him before you're going to be able to beat him. And, uh, but I mean, we can come back to this street fight at the moment. What I, I do believe I hear the call waiting, and we have a call concerning the Rumble for Freedom. So let's get the caller on the air. Absolutely. We do have a caller waiting. Uh, it is actually Carter Matthews. He says he wants to talk about a travesty that occurred during the Rumble for Freedom, obviously won by Steve O'Carter. 
Hey, All right, you can shut your mouth, Carnahan. I really don't need you to talk about this anymore. You're damn right I got to talk about a travesty. This rumble for freedom was mine. I set out to win that thing. I told everybody in attendance for weeks that I was going to win the rumble for freedom. And then what happens? What happens? I turn my back for one second. One second. And it all just goes away. That was supposed to be my moment. That was supposed to be my rise to the top of the ASWF. And then some piece of crap like Steve-O gets to win. Not even gets to win. He outlasts everybody. Steve-O? Really? There are so many other options that you could have contend for the ASWF championship. But Steve-O? Oh, come on. I've seen better, and I have seen way better looking. And let me tell you, who had the Rumble performance of the night? That was me. Don't sit here and tell me that I'm wrong, because everybody in attendance saw it, and everybody in the back knew it. All y'all knew it. You knew it, Carnahan. You knew it, Cody. All y'all knew it. I mean, you did put on quite a performance in the in the rumble, but I mean, to Steve-O's credit, I mean, he put on a fifteen twenty plus minute match with Mark Wolf, lost it, entered at number one, and still did forty minutes with the rumble. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He just lost the match to Mark Wolf. Why does he have this shot again? He lost. Back of the line, Jack. Other people got a shot to take. Other people got dreams to make happen. And I can tell you right now, I certainly have a goal in mind. Because clearly, we all saw it. You guys were just spending about 35 minutes talking about it. This whole six-man tag match between them and I and Mr. 99% team, whatever the crap you want to call it. You see, that's where his first mistake was. He recruited the wrong individuals because I even gave Bad Brad an opportunity to recruit the virus. You know, I, that's exactly what he needed on his team was somebody with the same mind frame. You see what I'm talking about, guys? Because I, just like Bad Brad, like tearing things apart from within because it's really easy to put on a smile and face and shake everybody's hand and say, hey, how you doing? And not give out your motive because that, that, that is what makes you dangerous. This whole fight for freedom little show we put on all a travesty because people couldn't get their heads out of their own ass. And they could put their own egos aside for just a few moments and realize what was important. And what was important was that Carter freaking Matthews was supposed to win the Rebel. Well, I mean, you did personally guarantee that you were going to win the Rumble, Carter. I, you came up a little bit short, unfortunately. It happened. But, I mean, does this mean that you're looking towards maybe going after Steve-O and trying to get that number one contendership for, well, a future slot now that uh, Steve-O does have that number one contendership? Who knows? Who knows what Carter Matthews is going to do? I will not give out my plan. That is stupid. Carterhan, I can give you a much better job. And come Saturday, I will promise you I have a much better job in store for you. Just please, for God's sakes, put the microphone down. Early in my career, I was a commentator and I was an announcer. And I do it way better than you. Trust me, I, but I'll stick my, to my talents in the ring. I got a job for you Saturday. What's the other guy's name that sits with you? What's his name? 
He'll do all the talking. You just sit there and shut up. How dare you chastise me? I apologize. What? I apologize, Carter. Hey. I'm sorry. Hey, Cody, do you have anything else for Carter? Uh, no, no. It's, I, as a, as a fan, I don't, I don't want to visibly or or even just stir up the pot any more than what I feel has already been stirred up. I mean, and Carter Matthews has always got a chip on his shoulder, something to prove. Um. I mean, unless you have anything else, I don't have a, I don't have a lot. Uh, Are you guys afraid to, to speak to me? Are you guys really afraid to speak to me? Is that, is that how we're going to do this? You think you're going to make me even more disgruntled and upset than I already am? Trust me, I'll lay it all out there Saturday night. I will leave it all in the center of that ring. This is the Q&A. Somebody asked me a question. Well, I, I, I mean, Carter, I, I'm kind of worried to speak with you, honestly. You already said you got a new job for me. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if I got to go make the resume. You might as well put it together now. It ain't gonna matter. You still, you, you have this job. This is the perfect job for you, Michael. This is the perfect job for you because it requires you to keep your mouth shut. You don't have to speak anymore. It's a great job. Well, Carter, given that you you didn't win the uh, the fight for freedom, uh, the Rumble for freedom, do you do you think we'll see you try to challenge for the world title or challenge for contendership for any championship in general? That is yet to come. I'm sure we'll all have some answers on Saturday because, as we all know, ASWF returns to the Valiant Arena September 1st, starting at 7 p.m. We're all going to be there. All your favorite stars for the ASWF are going to be there. See, Michael, I told you I could do this a lot better. But let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something right now. And both of you, mark my words. When my music hits and I show up, business will then officially pick up. This is a message to anybody who wants to prove me wrong or shut me up. I run my mouth and I back everything and I say up. As of right now, I ain't got a whole lot to say other than I'll see y'all on Saturday night. Well, we will see you Saturday night, Carter Matthews. We certainly look forward to seeing you as we do every Saturday night. Kind of worried, Cody, now about this whole new job thing, but apparently it requires me to shut my mouth, according to Carter. Definitely thank him for coming on the air. And, ladies and gentlemen, we encourage you to call in. Call in 347-989-1171. Feel free to get on the air. We can't wait to speak with you. If you want to interact with us, Carter Matthews, any of your favorite ASWS stars, just feel free to go ahead and call in. Once again, that's 347 347- Nine eight nine one one seven one. But let's get back to that street fight we were alluding to earlier. We were talking about. I mean, that thing was brutal for the Evolution Championship. And you know, now everybody, 
has really got to – everybody's been put on notice. You really got to think twice before coming after that piece of gold. And the Suicide King doesn't look like he's going to relent on it anytime soon. Absolutely not. I mean, the one goal in mind was the Suicide King, he's a Hall of Famer. He's the second-ever Grand Slam champion, and winning the Evolution title, that's just one step closer to becoming the first-ever two-time Grand Slam champion, as he's mentioned before. Um, Like I said, we haven't heard from him. We haven't really heard from from, – Asa Morta either. And right. I mean that's, that's the thing. I'm just you know, we really next. haven't heard We really haven't heard from the Manai period, except for Cataclysm releasing these videos. We haven't really heard from anybody in the Manai since July twenty eighth. It's like everybody has fallen off the face of the earth. Cataclysm is laser-focused, it appears, on Deadly Dale, and Asa Morta, for that matter, I'm worried about her, you know? Absolutely. These these street fights, they take a toll on your body. And, I mean, you've seen it. She, she got power-bombed off a ladder. Onto what looked like a makeshift table, a thick makeshift table, and it didn't break. It took Ray Ray hitting a splash from dang near the top of that ladder to finally get it to break. So the it well is this a sign that 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 did this match break? Both of them, or had they? I mean, with media appearances with Ray, that's a that's a champion's duty. Uh, I would like to see the. Uh, I would like to to hear uh, what's next in this chapter of this storied rivalry, one of the most storied in what I would believe ASWF history. We had we had a we had a ladies woman whatever you would want to call her in Asa Morta. She, she was an inspiration to, to the little girls out in the crowd that it doesn't matter, man or woman, you can still be a champion. And if you're willing to put the work into it and go the limit, that, I mean, that was inspiration enough. That showed true heart what she went through. And that will be that. This will definitely be a a story that's going to stand the test of time. Absolutely. I mean, one of already one of the greatest rivalries to ever happen inside of the ASWF is this fight for the Evolution Championship. And Lord knows, I mean, we haven't heard from Asa Morta, or we haven't heard from Ray. Who knows if this thing's even over? You know, Asa Morta valued that Evolution title just as much, I would say, as Ray did. She's not going to let it go lightly. So it'll definitely be interesting to see where this thing does go going forward. You know, like you said, some we saw both of these competitors 
Ray was jumping from near the top of a ladder through a, I believe it was a barbed wire pallet, and sending Asa Morta through that thing and winning the Tuckerman Street fight. I, I can't believe the violence in that match still has me shook. You know what I'm saying? We've never seen anything like that, and that just took the ASWF Evolution Division and put it to on a whole nother level. That that it did. It was just when I thought you you could see everything in in a street fight and professional wrestling. They took it to a whole new level. Now I was sitting out there in the crowd with my uncle and my father, and they were both both of them have watched wrestling since they were a kid. So, I mean, between them and us, I mean, watching wrestling for over 50, 60-plus years between all of us, and we have never seen anything like it. Hey. Um, I mean, there's not much more that you can get into. Like I said, you know, we hope that we're going to see the Suicide King this Saturday night, but once again, nobody's been able to get a hold of him. Nobody knows where he's went. He's went incognito. He hasn't been making his promotional appearances as the Evolution Champion. He hasn't been uh, doing a lot of things that he should as the Evolution Champion, and it'll be interesting to see what goes down going forward in this matchup. But, you know, that wasn't the only title we had on the line at Fight for Freedom as the ASWF Tag Team Division crowned new Tag Team Champions. And, you know, I got to give it to them. The two young kids, the elements of perfection, as they want to be called right now, uh, managed to wrestle the Tag Team Championships into their possession. You got to give it to them. As much as that, you know, I hate to see what happened. I hate to see any of that. You know, they definitely walked out with the tag team titles like they said they would. Exactly. I mean, neither of them won the Rumble for freedom. They were in it, but they didn't win. And the the six-man, it was... I declared a draw. That tag that tag team match it had you had the team of the rock and rap, uh you had you had uh Lethal Injection, now known as the Mercury Brothers. You had you had the dad bods and then you had the elements of perfection. Is uh I mean if if that six man tag wasn't enough, this fatal four way was the perfect storm. Uh and on behalf of ASWF for letting me get to co-host on this podcast, I would like to thank the fans for, for bearing with the, with the company as some, some technical issues with lighting occurred during that match. But you got to give it up to the teams because even with the lights off, they still competed in that match. And if this sport wasn't dangerous enough, try doing that without being able to see. Absolutely, I agree, and that just speaks to the prestige and how much each of these eight individuals wanted to capture 
the ASWF Tag Team Championships. I mean, think about the lineage that the ASWF Tag Team titles have held, and think about what it does to careers in the ASWF. It brings people to a whole nother level, and Max Stone and A.D. Sky just rocket attached a rocket ship to their careers, and now they're blasting off into the stratosphere. But you got to wonder, you know, lethal injection, still, you know, lurking, looking for their shot. Dad Bob, you mentioned, as well as the Rock and Rap Express. It's going to be interesting to see what happens going forward. You know, a wise man once said, it's easier to win the title than to defend the title. Well, it, you know, you hear it. I mean, you've heard it from the greats, even even like the Nature Boy Ric Flair. There's there's only room for one person, and sometimes one team at the top of that mountain. Uh, I mean, there's so many other, you know, the teams that you mentioned, uh, the three teams we mentioned, the Rock and Rap Express, Lethal Injection, the Dad Bods. I mean, we and we have some other teams coming on the horizon, such as the Vincent Brothers who may not have been successful in so far, but let's not count them out either with how how much each time I've watched them in that ring, they've improved. And, I mean, the Vincent brothers have faced off against the Rock and Rap Express, and they faced off against the now tag team champions and the elements of perfection. So let's we, – we can't, we can't mention tag team title contenders Without, without mentioning the Vincent brothers even being in the tag team title hunt tournament in the first place. Absolutely not. And, I mean, the thing is, you mentioned a young team like the Vincent brothers. Six months ago, the elements of perfection, nobody had them on their radar. And look how quick they exploded from relative relative you know, obscurity to becoming the tag team champion. And another team we forget, you got to mention the Manai. They're always lurking. But the the Vincent brothers, the thing is with that, everybody's counting them out right now. You know, not everybody's got the best uh, bet on them saying that they may win the tag team titles. But I'm telling you, watch out for these two young guys. These guys could very well be the team the next big team to take off and, you know, take them tag team titles from the elements of perfection. Exactly, Michael. And and as you mentioned, the Banai, they're, they're lurking around. I mean, you never know. That That is a four-person group and possibly expanding. You never know with the Banai. They've, they've got people – they've shown people the way – so to speak. So I mean, you never know. With just four people, that's a that's a combination of just anybody that can come in and, and take the tag team gold. And especially with Hypnotic being the golden ticket holder, I mean, if he wanted to, he could cash that in and win the gold himself. Right, and that's the thing about it. And especially with the Manai, when you look at the intriguing aspect of would they possibly decide to use the so-called Freebird rule? You know, they would definitely be eligible to do that, and you'd never know who your opponents were when you were defending the tag team titles. A very smart strategy 
from the ASW from the Manai to do something like that. I mean, they've done it before, and I wouldn't put it past the Manai again. You know, Cataclysm talks about how he's not after trophies; he's after you know people. But the thing is. At the end of the day, the goal is to win Tag Team Gold, and I would not be surprised to see the Manai set their sights on, you know, a lot of people call them, and this is not to disrespect the uh, current Tag Team Champions at all, but the easiest champion to beat. A lot of people are lining up saying that these gentlemen, but that's the thing about it. Everybody, including myself, has doubted these Tag Team Champions and we see where it's getting them. It's almost like they feed, and it makes them stronger when you're negative about them, and you say that they can't do something. They work that much harder. So you also got to give it up to the elements of perfection. Exactly, because they've only been teaming just a few months. The Manai, we've we've seen them team for for quite some time now, and I mean the thing is, yeah, you can't. Some, you can't count them out. You just can't count out the elements of perfection because if they weren't good, then why would Bad Brad have recruited them to be on Team 99% in the first place? He had to see something in them. And I think maybe even, even you know, him seeing something in them gave them that push they needed to win the gold. It gave them that extra motivation. Uh but I mean, we we can talk we can talk many scenarios, and uh, I mean, you know, with with the tag team and the roster lining up like it is, and you never know when new faces are going to show up, and just like just like the elements perfection, they were they showed up. And guess what? They brought their A game, and now they're the new ASWF Tag Team Champions, buddy. Absolutely. And like I said, watch the Vincent brothers. Watch anybody in that tag team division. I said it before. I'll say it many times. The ASWF is where the best action in the Mid-South comes and, you know, performs. And that's exactly what I – what I would say happens. Uh, sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm distracted. I believe, according to my producer here, we actually do have the infamous one on the line. We're going to go to him right here. We have located him finally. The infamous one, are you with us? I'm here, Michael. Well, double can I do? What can I do? What could I do for you today, Michael? Double J, I got to ask. Like I said, in multiple times that this company's tried to have been taken over, and multiple times that all this has happened, you've never, ever turned your back on this company. And I'll take it from here, Michael. From a fan's perspective, Double J, why? We trusted you. The fans trusted you. ASWF trusted you. And what happened? You handcuffed Joey Britt, and you turned on a team that put all their trust in you. So explain to me, why did you do what you did? Bad Brad said you weren't working with them. Did you go rogue? Was it you in Deadly Dale's ear then if he wasn't? 
I don't owe you anything. Goodbye. The inf- Michael, I, I, I'm I'm sorry. I let it get to me. I really shouldn't we, have just. I should have shouldn't have acted the way I did. But I mean, when when you have people asking you and you asking yourself and and you tried to dig and and do your armchair detective work, you just I feel like I'm getting nowhere. And then him to not answer the question. That. I I don't know, Michael. I'm sorry, man. You're fine. I he literally we had him for thirty seconds and he just disappeared. I I don't I I I have to apologize. I got a little emotional there, you know, because he really did. He had the wool pulled over all of our eyes. He I just. I never thought that the infamous one would turn his back on the company that he seemingly loved. And I just, this is a good time. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at halftime. I've got to take a break. We'll be right back with more ASWS. Again, I'm sorry. Are you looking for the best deals for your vaping needs and accessories? Then check out the guys at Subohm Vapors. With daily specials on a wide selection of mods and juices, they will surely become your one-stop shop. Ray and the guys at Subohm Vapors located at 6929 JFK Boulevard, Suite C in North Little Rock, Arkansas, want to see you. Join them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, but more importantly, visit the store or call 501-392-6487. Subohm Vapors. Vape it like you built it.
Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to ASWF Aftermath. I'm Michael Carnahan. I'm still recovering a little bit, but, you know, I'm maintaining my composure. Of course, Cody. Cody, you know, I got to – you asked the question that was on everybody's mind, and I can't fault you for that. Definitely, definitely from a fan, I can certainly understand what happened. Uh, you know – I'm still reeling. I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. But but, but my is you gotta I gotta look at it this way. Uh um again I'd like to apologize to ASWF management. They allowed me this time to co host this podcast with you and and uh, I would like to apologize for going off script. Uh, I apologize for for going off like I did. It's just been something that has has bugged me and has had me reeling for this last month, and I put all my trust in Double J, and to do that. And again, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, ASWF fans like myself, I, I'm I'm sorry that y'all had to hear it that way. Michael, if if this somehow falls back on you as well, let me know. And I will I will try my best to get a hold of management to to keep this from falling back on you because I lost my core and I really shouldn't have. But let's get on well, with Cody, the show though. Absolutely. Let's go ahead and get on with the show. And ladies and gentlemen, our favorite super fan is now calling in to give his unique perspective. <clears throat> Uh, on everything that's happened in the ASWF recently, so this should definitely be a lot of fun. Alex calling in. Alex, I are can feel it coming in the air tonight. Sorry, I was enjoying the music. That was pretty good song. I don't know where it came from, but it is nice. Yes. Oh my goodness, hey. Cody, what is going on with you, man? You just like went off. That was amazing. I, Did you forget I lost you my call? You almost I, lost your voice because you stopped talking when I got on here. What is going on with you, man? I mean, you lose your call, but that is okay because, you know, the double J, he is piece of crap. Okay? That is the, the bottom line. I have, I have nothing else to say on that because that is the only thing I can say. He is just, I am just so angry with him. He, Oh, I don't even know the words. You and me both, and the fact you're able to keep your cool, uh, it's really really calming me down, Alex, and it's always good to hear from you. Uh, Did you ever ever catch the pig, by the way? Because I have beautiful voice. That is why you like me. Yes? And yes, my pig is okay. The neighbors did not steal it. They just wanted, they were trying, but I did not let them. Cow boat. So, you know, it was fair trade. Eye for an eye. Or a, uh, cow for a pig. Anyway, let's talk <laughs> wrestling. Because I like the wrestling. It is very good. Yes, I watched the fight for freedom. I was sitting behind mm-hmm. some little bald guy. And so I got to watch it. In the ring and in the reflection off of his head. It was great. 
It was a great well, night indeed. I've got to ask, though, right off the top, Alex, what did you make of the fight for freedom, the six-man tag main event? Oh, I thought it was good, but didn't piss me off at the end. Excuse me. I mean, it makes me mad at the end. Because the deadly devil, he come out, and he stand there like, Oh, look at me. I am big, bad man. And then glom up the, the cataclysm and go, and just drop him on his head. But then for some stupid reason, he grabbed the sky guy and drug him over, and both guys were down. I just, I t- nobody has ever accused the deadly devil of being the most intelligent guy in the room, okay? But what he did is is unforgivable. Un- unforgi- unforgi- I can't even say why is this so bad. Well, that he did. He threw everybody for a loop there. And, I mean, uh, we're we're still trying to get to the bottom of that. The the Mr. 99% said uh, he had nothing to do with Deadly Dale. Oh, that is what uh, a bull that, 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 that turncoat. That baloney. That I turncoat see, Double I, J had my, nothing to do with Deadly hey, Dale. You rush. I will tell you now. My pig leaves more better droppings in the yard than the believability of bad brag, okay? That is just ridiculous that he says he, he has everything to do with this. That dude has his hand in everything, okay? That guy knows what he is doing. He is not, okay, no matter whether we like him or not, he is not an ignorant, he's not stupid. I can't even say words. Okay, he knows what is going on. He knows what is happening. He is the the um. What is I don't know. I, I am so befuddled right now. I can't even talk straight. Uh, so hold on, Alex. I need a cigarette. Then, if you if you believe he knew about Deadly Dale, do you believe him when he said he had nothing to do with Double J? No, that is baloney too. I do not believe that. I believe all the rules. It rules. It's all make-believe. Okay? I know this. I mean, look at the history of the double J. He, this is not an... Oh, my God. It's just lightning like crazy out here. I'm going back inside. Anyway, he has history of doing this. Okay? And I mean, sure, he got slammed through the table. But it's okay. He has plenty of padding to take to keep that from hurting too bad. Okay? Haha, <laughs> that was a fat joke, Jubble J. I, I not apologize though, okay? You can just bite my left butt cheek. Anyway, but I know that this all was an inter, inter it was a thing put together by these two. They knew what they were doing, but yet see, everybody's there for it. We wanted to root for the double J, and he made us sad. He made us very sad. But the thing is, the bad Brad does not have complete control still. Joey Britt still has his partial control. And the the rockin' Ricky guy, the honored guy, 
has his little 1% so that if there is a dis, 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 if there is a uh, disagreement, he has the tiebreaker. Most people do not understand this. So ASWF is still in control. Forget the bad brand. He is jerk. He certainly I mean, is. Uh, go ahead, Cody. I mean, I agree. I agree with Alex. Bad Brad is a jerk because, as a as a wrestling fan, you've got to be concerned. What would have happened if he would have took over that company? Would we? Because he's always talked about systematically destroying and rebuilding ASWF. Well, I mean, rebuilding it as a wrestling company or rebuilding it as as something from Bad Brad Enterprises would want. What What else would it be, you idiot? I like you, Cody, but that was stupid. Okay, it is going to be a wrestling company. But the thing is, he would get rid of all the guys that he does not like, like the like the Minais and and the Stevos and and the Shanes and all of these guys, and it would just all be his little buddies. I mean, you know, it would be one-sided all the time. It is ridiculous. Well, Alex, speaking speaking of Steve-O, we mentioned it earlier. He may not have won his world championship match against Mark Wolf in the fight of his life. However, he did win the Battle Royal right after the Rumble for Freedom, oh, if you will. Yes. He ended in at number one. Yes, he went all mean, the way through. I mean, it was amazing, the resiliency. And what most people do not know is that during that match, the Steve-O dislocated his shoulder like three different times and still fought through to, to, to win it all. Amazing resiliency. He was in there for probably over an hour, maybe longer. I mean, I, it, the heart of this man is just unkind. Un, I can't even say the word. It, it is very good. Yes. Right. I completely agree with you there, uh, Alex. And the thing is, with the whole matchup, you got to wonder. You got to be worried if you're Mark Wolf. Mark Wolf barely survived his ASWF championship. Uh, his ASWF championship match. Now you've got a completely even more determined, even more resilient Steve-O coming at you. Mark Wolf has got to be worried, in my opinion. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because, I mean, the Mark Wolf is a big guy. But he, the Steve-O, that's a big dude as well. And he is, he is, he is, he is very agile for a big guy. I mean, he is, what, 6'5", 320 of freaking huge. You know, so, I mean, I don't know if Mark Wolf can put him down again like he did in the last one. I, I just don't see it. Well, right. Alex, to, to kind of like he landed that forearm out of nowhere. That's his thing. With that massive forearm that the Wolf guy has, he puts that weight behind it. It is, I mean... That will break your face. 
I mean, that is not even joke. I mean, it would literally shatter your face into thousands of pieces. I mean, it's just, ouch. That is all I can say is, holy cow, ouch. And I mean, whenever we do see that rematch, the thing that I would, I was going to give it to Steve-O, but thinking about it now that both men have, is uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty. So they know how each other, they know each other's tactics and 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 each other's uh, fighting style in the ring. So the fact that they've had this experience of of uh, fighting each other in this war so far, I mean, it's kind of hard to calculate who's going to win the next battle because now they both have the advantage of hindsight. Oh yes, yes, it's very good. You know. They they have battled a few times, I believe, but I'm not sure. But the uh, Mark Wolf, he's just brute powerhouse. I mean, very strong, very quick for a big guy. But Steve will learn from that match on how to to counteract those actions. You know, and, and on the other hand, though. I think the I think Mark Wolf underestimated Stevo going in. I think he took it for granted that this was going to be easy, but it was not. Well, I mean, six five, three hundred twenty pounds. I don't think that's easy and easy in any any factor whatsoever. No, but you Mark know, Wolf looks like a shaved gorilla, so it is okay. I don't know if you saw the uh, the the video that Mark Wolf dropped. If your internet allows you to out there, uh, Alex, but you know it did seem like Mark Wolf was taking Stevo almost a little bit lightly. He said he wanted the matchup at that moment on that bright with the bright lights turned on and you know the big stage, so he could defeat Stevo in front of all of his fans. And all of his fans watching. Oh yes, I mean, and I think that I think because that was also nice that he was in the the six man match that he took that that match before. He thought, okay, this will be nothing. Then I will be okay for the big match, you know. And it almost it is almost in my eyes a disrespect to the title. You have a guy that has been winning by cheating, by by cheap shots, you know, and not taking his his opponent seriously, like that is a second thought to him, you know. I mean, it, 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 am I wrong for seeing it this way? I wouldn't disagree with that at all. I feel like Mark Wolf has become a very, very arrogant champion. He doesn't. He believes now that he's developed that forearm into, let's be honest, probably the most dangerous weapon, offensive weapon in professional wrestling today. He feels like he can't I mean, be beat. He, he's, like to, he's like this generation's Bob Orton. The only difference he, between them two is he doesn't have a cast to use the weapon. He has that massive forearm <laughs> and all that weight behind it. Look at Cody bringing up old school girls. That is very good. That means you study. I'm proud of you. (laughs) 
Well, well, thank you, Alex. I, that means a lot coming from a, a fellow fan. And, uh, I mean, uh, what, what else? What are your thoughts on the rest of the show? I mean, we've got so many more to discuss. I mean, let's talk about the uh, – Let's talk about the submission match between Insane Shane and the Nocturnal Flame, Leo Keegan. We all thought Shane had the advantage going in because he's a two-sport competitor, uh, pro wrestling and mixed martial arts. I mean, and for, for Leo Keegan to, to pull out the choke, I mean, I didn't think – the only thing I knew was Leo had the size advantage. I didn't know well, that he had the wit he did. That's his thing. Okay, I do not want you to take this in a perverted manner. But in that case, size did matter. I'm sorry, I had to say it. But no matter, the Shane guy is very good, very, very good at what he does. But when you are, you know, four foot two, a hundred pounds soaking wet, holding two watermelons and an anvil, against a guy that is like 560 pounds of freaking big guy, you know, it is kind of, I mean, uneven. But the Shane held his own. He held his own. And I, I, I underestimated what he was capable of. But when a guy with tree trunks for arms wraps his arms around your neck, there is nothing to do but go night night. He just went to sleep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it seemed like, you know, I thought that if Leo Keegan was going to get it done, he had to get it done quickly. But it seemed like the more and the longer the match drew out, Leo Keegan had a beautiful strategy. And he made Insane Shane carry his weight around for a lot of that matchup. I don't know if you guys picked that that up on that. That is the thing. When you watch Leo Keegan, for the most part, he is a brawler. He is bruiser. He is just uses the power. But in that match, he used his intelligence. He 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 was he was very intelligent about the way he did things. A side of Keegan that I did not know existed. I thought this was just big dumb oaf. Okay, when they say nocturnal flame guy or whatever, I think that the flame had went a little dim. But he did not. Somebody lit his pilot light, and he went and just did some amazing things. I was I was barely impressed. As was I, and it didn't seem like the it didn't seem like the fight was over either. Given they were they were some of the last competitors in this rumble for freedom. And I mean, with with that being said, it was. If I going back and watching, I believe it was Shane that tossed Leo over the ropes, or at least got him eliminated. So is this a sign that we're not they're not even done with each other yet? That I do not know. Uh I am not I am not uh psychiatrist or not psychiatrist what is word? Uh I cannot predict future. Okay? So don't try to pretend that I can't. It is okay, though. I mean, you know, they may move on to other things. It has been a a month since the last time we were there. Maybe they have different ideas on what they want to do now. I do not know this. But the one thing I do know, down the road, there will probably be something else. 
Well, Alex, I want to ask you, speaking of amazing things that we saw on July 28th, the Evolution title match between the Suicide King and Ace Immortus. And the Suicide King able to wrestle the title back from Ace Immortus' grasp. No, 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 no. There was no wrestling going on. That was straight up fight. They beat the crap out of each other. I mean, come on now. Did you see wrist lock? No, I saw pallet. Did you see your hammer lock? No, I saw table. Okay, so I don't know what you're talking about wrestling. That was straight up fight. And I tell you one thing, though. No matter what, no matter what you think, that was great match. I mean, Esther Morta... Every single time she steps into a ring, no matter who it is, she gets better. She does so much better. But then you look on the other hand. Every time the Rere gets into a ring, he gets so much more sadistic. Hey, I said that word right. I am so proud. But he does. He, he just, he has stepped to this new level of psychoticness that I I don't even know who to compare this to. I mean, it is it is just unreal how how crazy this guy is. I mean, but all in all, they they just straight beat the crap out of each other. And then when we're like go to pop a ladder and jump off, I thought, dude, this guy is about to be broken half. I mean, that was a long drop, okay? That was just, it was, it was straight up crazy. Absolutely. Well, I mean, they do not call him the Suicide King for nothing. Uh, as a young fan as myself, I go to a lot of these wrestling shows, and, I mean, I, I've seen it time and time again. Ray Ray has been there, and this guy will stop at nothing to get what he wants. He wanted the ASWF Evolution title, and he got it. He almost killed himself, but he got it. Yes, very much so. And, you know, the thing that's even scarier is exactly what has developed since then. We haven't heard a word out of the Suicide King. Nobody's seen nor heard of him. He's missed, like I said, his promotional appearances and everything. You got to wonder what crazy things are going through the mind of the Suicide King as he sits in solace. There is no telling what he is doing. I mean, this guy, this guy is on a whole other level compared to others. I mean, he is on the next level of crazy. Uh, you know, I mean, this is, you know, borderline, you know, uh, should be locked up in mental institution. That is that is where he is at. And I fear for anyone who gets in there with him. I mean, this is, I am being legitimately straight up serious right now. I know I make lots of jokes, but I am serious. This guy terrifies me. I need a drink. My mouth is all dry. Well, I don't think... Dried out. 
I don't think you're the only one that is terrified by the Suicide King. I, I, I definitely am, you know. And luckily, oh, you I are scared you. by everything. You are scared by everything. I see a mosquito a minute ago and think, that was Ron Connor. The freaking Connor. Boy. That was Ron the other guy off. Whatever your name is. Banana hands. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, in that defense, though, as as an ASWF super fan, given the mosquitoes down there in Tuckerman, I'd be afraid of a mosquito too. Yes, we get blood transfusion every week. Yeah, well, you watch out. One of them things might carry you off. But I was more. Never about, mind. I was about to say something inappropriate, but I was not. This is a family show now, Alex. This is a family show. But we talked about the Evolution title. Let's talk about another title that was on the line, the ASWF Tag Team Titles. Everybody doubted the elements of perfection. The Dirty Little Gang were stripped of the tag team titles for failure to defend. They were unable to defend the tag team titles. Oh, did Dirty Little Dave break a hip or something? That old part. That is okay, though. He's been wrestling longer than I have been alive. That is ridiculous. But he's okay. I like the I like the other guys too. I like the big uh, the big flex guy. The guy that's like twelve foot tall. Um, flex Bricksall. That dude is hilarious. He is very big though. The dad bod. Yes, that's his name. Flex Bricks Bricksall and Yes, what flex is now uh and what it, is the like uh uh Flex Caliber now. Very very clever name. Yes. I like I like these guys. Especially the couple months ago when he, he took the pinky of the idol bane and shoved it in the referee's mouth. I never laughed so hard in my life. That guy is great. But I would not want to invite him over for dinner. I don't think I could afford to feed him. He is big dude. Yeah, but I'm, anyway. not sure Flex, I'm not quite sure that Flex Bergsall would make a very good dinner guest. I no, have a question. No. Given, given, given that if you ask him something, his reply is, do what? Do what? what? I mean, do what? Anyway. That is. Anyway. No, I like the yep. dad bod, and then there was the rock and rap guys. Those guys mm-hmm. are really good, too. And then the lethal injection, mercury guys. Those guys have been around. They've done a lot of things. But overall, I, I don't like the element, uh, elemental guys, the, the stone and sky guys. I don't like them. The arrogance and the the underhandedness, the way they win, I just do not like at all. At all, no, I don't like. Well, I mean, Uh I don't know too many people that are fans of them, and you know, but you got to give it to them, Alex. Everybody doubted them. Everybody said it wouldn't be done, and they managed to pull it out. No, no. You are not correct on that. When we talked originally, when it was those guys and Dirty Little Gang, I said that they would win. 
because they are young and hungry. I just did not realize that they would steal their food. If that makes sense. Does that make sense? That, I do not know. That, okay. That absolutely makes sense. Yes. So remember what you talk about, stupid banana hands. Go eat. Go drink another daiquiri. But you've got to give them their props. They were able to survive, uh, Alex. Yes. In yes. what? In a really. And they became the tag team champions. How do you feel about their reign coming going forward? Do you? Do it is you not raining. Feel like it is not started yet. It is just thundering. What rain? I don't see rain. When when you become a champion, you have a title reign, Alex. Oh oh okay okay okay. Lost in translation. I apologize. It's okay. It's okay. Different spelling and everything. But anyway, feel about him. You know, like I, me and Cody were speaking earlier, a wise man once said it's easier to win the titles than to defend them. How do you feel about the tag team titles? And, uh, no, I don't, I, don't, I don't agree with that. I do not agree with that at all. Because you act, to win titles, you actually have to stop your opponent inside the ring. To keep the titles, you just go and do whatever. You run away, you get count out, you kick somebody in the hoo-ha. I mean, you do whatever you have to do. So, see, I don't agree with that statement. But that is just me. I see things differently. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, the the thing about being a champion and, and staying at the top is is that champion's advantage. Uh, that very much so. Throughout history. Very much. Um, I, yes, very. They have advantage going in. They can do whatever they want, and it's okay. They still have belt. It's okay, though. Continue. Absolutely. Um, well, one thing I want to I ask mean, you about, Alex, is the end of the six-man tag, the main event... Going forward, what do you believe that there will be anything that will contain the rage that seemingly was sparked by Deadly Dale's actions at the end of the six-man tag from Cataclysm? Cataclysm has dropped oh. tons of videos, and it looks like it looks like Deadly Dale may have made a calculated error. No, no, I don't. It is not error because. Deadly Dale, he, I'm trying to think of word to how to word this. He thrives on violence. And going and making someone like Cataclysm mad will bring that violence. That is the thing. I watched the video with the cataclysm, with the uh, candles and burning the picture and stuff, and I must say that 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 creeped me out because I see a new mindset from him. He has done the creepy things before, but. When you include a a a possible a, as you say rage behind that fire 
expands and and deadly dale may end up on the bad end of this. Yes? Yeah, I would agree with that, Cody. Uh exactly. He's he's the psychotic savior and the and the thing about Studies have shown that people with psychotic behavior, they have different mindsets and different mannerisms. Uh, and, I mean, to, to see cataclysm in this state of mind, I mean, it, it could be something that we have never seen from him before. And in doing so, now what 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 happens when you've got a psycho that will stop at nothing to – to make sure that payback is avenged. I mean, you know. What happens when uh, you have a psycho go after a psycho? Because they are both bonkers. Exactly. Uh, I mean, the thing about it is both of them, you you can compare them to to the villains in horror movies. They just keep coming back and keep coming back. And, I mean... When you get these two that collide, it's it's a uh, it's like the saying at WrestleMania three: the unstoppable force meets the immovable object. And I I'm nervous to to see what what happens there, given these well, two have such a storied history together. Oh yes, they have very long history, you know. And I mean, Deadly Dale posted a video. Of of back over a year ago, when when the Minai pushed him out, I don't know if that is what it was, but yes, <coughs> excuse me. He posted this video, but here is the thing: the way I see it is that was. The, the cataclysm and them, that was them separating from him to to do their own thing, whether crowd liked it or not, you know, is hard to say. But this, with the Dale, what he did was comes across as more of, of selfishness, of doing something for himself or for someone maybe paying him or something. I, this I do not know. But it's come across like a selfish act. He was trying to help possibly destroy a company. When they did what they did to him, they were not trying to destroy a company. They were just doing away from him. So is. Is very long history there. I mean, Cataclysm himself said in that video that Dale cannot be saved, that he will not be saved. So that right there, he has always said that he can show people the way, that he can that he can save them, put them on the correct path. This time, that is not an option. He he wants to destroy what Dale is. And on the other hand, though, Dale probably wants to destroy everything that cataclysm is. So 
I don't even know what will happen with this. I don't. I am. I am. I am completely busted. I am confused on what will happen. As are we, and I mean, we may not ever know the answer. Um, we had Double J on here, and and uh, I lost and my cool. And then you pissed him off, and he and, and he ran away. Well, something he is good at. Well, not the running part, but the leaving part. <laughs> well, yeah, that was funny. exactly. But I mean, you know, he doesn't owe us fans an explanation. But he would, I believe he owes the company that's keeping him in a job right now, he at least owes them an explanation. Oh, yes, yes. I, well, honestly, I think he owes fans an explanation on why he pulled at our heartstrings. He made us believe in him just to say, nope, and stabbed us right in the back. Exactly, and and I mean, coming coming from a fan like yourself, you understood why I was upset. And I mean, oh, now yeah, we yeah. now we're sitting wondering because we 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 put all our our time and trust into him. We bought his shirts to support him while he wasn't able to support himself with with the with the I quote did, unquote broken. Neck. I didn't. I didn't buy his shirt. He wouldn't take my food stamps. Well, that was unfortunate. If you would have came up to me in the crowd, I would have bought you a shirt. But Don't given, like given that. I would still get one just to burn it. <laughs> that was good. Yes, I am very funny. Well, that is that seems like a good idea for all of us fans right now. But that that's not the case. We have a. I mean, maybe maybe we'll get an explanation from them, and if we don't, I mean. You can only hide for so long before the truth actually comes out. And, I mean, that's what I'm waiting on. So, Alex, I got to ask you before we let you go, as we draw closer to the end here, I do have to ask you, though. Bad Brad was very vague in his answers at the top of the program here tonight. Where do you think Mr. 99% goes from here after seemingly I've called it a failure uh, in taking over the company? I do not agree that it was failure. It was the, the, it was draw, which means the SWF still exists with their power and the bad, bad, bad guy still exist with his power. So it was not failure, just um, what is I am looking for? Speed bump. Because you know he will not stop. His goal is to destroy ASWF. <clears throat> this is what he wants. And it will not stop until he, he, until he succeeds in this. I mean, I would agree, uh, it, and that's the scary part. What He said it's going to be bigger and worse than what we've seen thus far. It, it, I, I shudder to think what that could mean. I, I, I do, too. I mean, we we never know. Uh, with, uh, I'm just 
uh, like I said, I'm just ready for the next show. I'm ready. Maybe we can get some answers from from somebody. Uh, Bad Brad has, has told us his, in air quotes, answer. But, I mean, we need more. And that's the thing about ASWF, ladies and gentlemen. If y'all have been to the show, y'all know that this show just keeps you wanting more and more. And if you haven't or you know somebody that hasn't, tell your friends because they're missing out. I absolutely agree with that. I've heard Alex has been bringing some of his uh, friends and family along with him to enjoy the show. How are they enjoying it, Alex? Oh, they love it. They love it. But but ASWF would not let me bring in my pig. I am scared that the neighbors will try to steal him, but they won't let him come in. I mean, oh. it is unreal. I even try to tie him up outside, and they're like, nope, the mosquitoes will carry him off. Well, I mean, I don't blame you there. And, I mean, uh, the the way the mosquitoes have been out there lately, they probably could. Or they'd give one of those uh, blood transfusions, and then what, what good is your pig then? Pork chops. <laughs> I had a friend of mine that used to feed their pig bacon. I thought that was like, that is cannibalism. But then I realized bacon is good. Uh, I, I can't bacon. blame you there. Bacon is very good, Alex. But, it's very uh, good, yes. Go ahead. Before we let you go, we'll go ahead and let you... Uh, Tell us what you think is going to happen this Saturday night at the Valiant Arena. I mean, hopefully we'll get some answers is what I'm hoping, but we'll let you go ahead and have a final thought, so to speak, real quick before we let you go, Alex. What will happen at show? People will wrestle. Duh. What is wrong with you? No. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. I I see the, the, the Brad... Uh, Possibly starting his next phase of of ideas. I don't know. Uh, I see the tag team champion, the the elementals of of pain or whatever their name is. I see them continuing to show why they belong there. Maybe, and I I really want to see if Deadly Dare shows up. Because if he does, something bad is going to happen. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. If he shows up, that's right. Add an insult to injury. I cannot hear both I of you at the same time. I don't think there's enough security in the world to contain Cataclysm and Deadly Dale if those two end up in the same area at the same time. Uh, uh, me, I'm concerned for Deadly Dale in general because there was so many people on Team ASWF riding on the fact that the Manai was going to get the job done. And they, and they, in my opinion, had the job done, and then Deadly Dale came out there. So the, I'm concerned for him as well because he's going to have a whole locker room uh, lining up. But, but the first man in line that he's going to have to answer to is going to be the psychotic savior himself, Cataclysm, 
and that is no position you want to be in. No, when Cataclysm comes looking for answers, you don't want to be the one that has to give them. Alex, we certainly hope you have a wonderful day, and we look forward to seeing you Saturday at the Valiant Arena. Good night. Goodbye, Banana Hands. Goodbye, Mr. Thank you, Alex. Hey, thank you for calling. Always good to talk to you. Always is good to hear from our good friend, the superfan, Alex. Uh, Well, real quick, Cody, go ahead and give us your final thoughts as we move forward, not only from Fight for Freedom, but moving in to the future here at ASWF and the fallout from what was Fight for Freedom. Uh, Final thoughts. Uh, I'm afraid to give them. I was a little too emotional earlier when I gave out, when I at least had the question. But final thoughts, I mean, you know, you go, where, where do, where do, Leo Keegan and Shane stand. I mean, is their battle over? Will we see another? Will we see another chapter in the Suicide King versus Asa Morta chapter? Do we? I mean, what are we going to see? What's next for the tag team division now that we've got new tag team champions? Now that we've got, now that we have uh, new tag team champions, where's the division going to go from here? Uh, because I'm pretty sure they were banking on winning the fight for freedom match, and they didn't. They, I mean, it was well, a draw. Our call board's lighting up, but I'm not getting any information coming in here. Everything's kind of dimming a little bit. I think we're having some technical malfunctions, but uh, we got a caller, ladies and gentlemen. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here. Caller, are, are you there? You don't know what's in store. <laughs> Saturday, I don't care what I have to do. Dale, you're dead. <laughs> I Oh my god Man that that he's got away with words that's for sure uh but I mean come on that is that if I wasn't shaken before out of anger I'm shaken out of fear you have upset the psychotic oh. savior deadly dale and in his words, you're, you'll pay for your sins. I, I mean, and that's exactly where you got to go, you know, with this final thought is, what is it going to take? Cataclysm's not out for a wrestling match. Cataclysm's not out for a fight. Cataclysm is out to end Deadly Dale. You know, Alex hit the nail on the head when he said cataclysm's all about saving people and showing them the way cataclysm's not there at this moment with deadly dale cataclysm said there is no saving deadly dale and the thing about it we've seen it time and time again we have seen it 
with, with Cataclysm, the psychotic savior, when you anger him, he's not out for competition. He's out for the body count. And Absolutely. That, that concerns me. There's a lot of people that have added to that body count. And you got to wonder, is Deadly Dale going to become just another victim at the hands of the psychotic savior? I, I mean, this is intense. You never know. We we have, I mean, we've seen their history. And I mean, could history repeat itself? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do y'all do y'all think that history will repeat itself? If y'all do, swing over to the ASWF fan page and, and give us your thoughts. We want to hear your thoughts on what's coming up, what's what happened in the past, what's leading up to now. We just want to hear from the fans in general. Absolutely, this. ASWF show here, ASWF Aftermath, the show on Saturday, and the Facebook page. It's all about you, the fans, and, you know, we want to hear from you. No matter what Bad Brad says or what the infamous one says, we want to hear your opinions, ladies and gentlemen. You can always call into this show, 347-989-1171. But also the important thing, make sure you come to the show each and every Saturday night at 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas, and buy a ticket. You know, $5, you can't get any entertainment better than that. You can't even get a movie ticket nowadays for $5, can you, Cody? Absolutely not. Not even on the uh, not even on the Tuesdays that movie theaters are known for for having cheap tickets. Uh, $5? You got great concession, good food, good people to be around. And the thing is, you'll you'll always make a friend in that crowd. Uh, and, I mean, the only thing that I would be leery of is putting your trust in somebody like Double J because he made us all think he was a friend, and look what happened. Again, I'm sorry to go on this tangent, but I'm just – I'm shaking. So, I mean, go out there, make a friend, enjoy the show, grab grab you some popcorn, grab a hot dog or some nachos and a drink, uh, bring, bring your bug repellent because mosquitoes are bad, and uh, I mean, we hope to see y'all all there, and again, just watch your back around, Double J. Absolutely, and that is the final thought, ladies and gentlemen, for me tonight here as we get ready to conclude ASWF Aftermath. The infamous one, a man who we all thought we could trust, a man we put the whole company on his back just because he asked us to. And, you know, he's always shown loyalty to not many things, but ASWF was one of them. In July 28th, He absolutely ripped the heart out of not only myself, not only Cody, not only the fans, but the whole entire ASWF. And I just, I'm still in shock, ladies and gentlemen. That's my final thought for tonight. 
Cody, I certainly hope you uh, have a wonderful week. I can't wait to see you Saturday at the Valiant Arena. Uh, it's always nice catching up with you. But, ladies and gentlemen, I cannot implore you enough. The fight is not over in case you didn't hear Bad Brad at the top of the program. Come in this Saturday night at the Valiant Arena at 201 Highway 367 North in Tuckerman, Arkansas. You're going to see the likes of the ASWF champion, Mark Wolf, the tag team champions, the elements of perfection, the new evolution champion, uh, the Suicide King Ray. You're going to see the Manai. You could see Deadly Dale. That's always something that could uh, be an explosive situation, so to speak. Just go ahead. Come on down. Pay your $5. You're going to want to make sure to get there early. The doors open at 530, but the show starts at 7. Make sure to get there around 530 because you want to make sure you're going to get the uh, best seat available. Even though, let's be honest here, Cody, you as a fan know better than anybody, you don't really need that seat. All you're going to need is the edge of it because the ASWF is going to keep you on the edge of that seat. Absolutely, and and one of the final thoughts uh, that I would like to to ask is I would like to hear from the co-commissioner, Joey Britt. I would like to know what his thoughts are about the Double J double crossing uh, Team ASWF and what he plans to do from here, here forward. And so I, I ask you – uh, commissioner, co-commissioner Joey Britt, what, what are your thoughts uh, on everything that happened, and wh- where do you go from here? I I tell you one thing though that you know we want answers from the co-commissioner. We want answers from mr 99 percent, but cody i think we can both agree the number one person we want answers from is the turncoat the judas so to speak the infamous one double j we want answers. the the only why i mean i guess the other than his initials double j the only other thing that you can say that double stands for is double. That's what he did with Team ASWF, and that's what he did with the fans, Michael. Again, I apologize for to keep going on this tangent, but in the words of, of the younger crowd, I'm heated. I want to see. I want to see what goes on. I want answers as much as everybody else, and I'm sure Joey Britt wants answers as well. And Absolutely. I, maybe we can get something, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I mean, I'm just as curious as you are. Where where does ASWF go from here? We we thought we we trusted Double J to help us get rid of of a guy who refers to himself as scum, like Brad, Bad Brad, and yet here we are, still with him. He's still here with us. He's still forty nine percent. Going around saying 99%. He's 99%. 99% of what? Because the way I see it, both teams, both men's shoulders were down. And I'm just ready to, to see how this gets resolved. 
I, I certainly would agree, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, feel free to come on out this Saturday night. Come on down. Bring your mom. Bring your brother. Bring your neighbor. Bring the milkman. Bring whoever you want. But just come out and pack that house. Continue to prove Bad Brad wrong each and every show. Show that, that you will pack out that arena and sell it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. So for Cody... This is Michael Carnahan, the voice of the ASWF. We'll see you Saturday night at the show. See you all Saturday.